Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC, where we have got the volume on max today. <laughs> we are so glad you've joined us. My name is Julie Adams and I am your host. I'm joined by Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome, Pastor Pat. I, I wish everybody could see in the little studio that we have <laughs> the high-tech arrangement Oh, man. This is one of those, we have got great equipment, and every now and again, there's, you know... A gremlin. A gremlin, and it just is not functioning the way it should, and so we go with plan B, which is kind of like the duct tape version. So So. she's holding up a phone with with our uh, music that we play every week, so... But you know a, what? It works, It right? works. And we are here, and we're glad you are, too. <laughs> we are indeed. <laughs> uh, you've made an impact on me I... <laughs> of seeing how, how you can uh, be flexible and well. go to plan B. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Good job. So, speaking of impact... Why? Yeah. We should talk about that. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yes, this fall we are going through our values. Mm-hmm. Um, and the four values are community, Jesus, peace, peace and, impact. and impact. And so this is, yeah. this is it. This is our last one. It is. And it's so good um, for us to once or twice a year to revisit mm-hmm. who we are, yeah. what we hold dear, what we believe. And, um, and so we've been looking at uh, the things that we value, the things that mean so much to us that we even base our um, planning and our vision and our purpose and momentum. All of that is wrapped up because of these four things that we believe so much mm-hmm. as a church. How did we come to these four things? How did we land there? Yeah, it was interesting. You know, we we talk to um, different um, groups of people in our mm-hmm. church, and uh, and if you didn't get to be in on it, um, uh, you you'll be maybe on the next one. But but we had several groups of people, and we asked them define you know what are things that define our church? You mm-hmm. know, generosity and kindness and love and all these things. And so we had like at one time we had like fifty maybe 60 different things that uh, described us as a church. Mm-hmm. And we, we deduced them down into these four areas, you wow. know? Yeah, it was interesting, you know, community and Jesus and then peace and impact. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things fit into those four categories. It was interesting. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to force it. It was, it was, it was, um, it came together really, really well. And so we use those four things to help drive our vision, mm-hmm. you know, of what's important, what we say yes to, sometimes what we say no to. Yep, right? that's right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it's been really helpful. And so today we're looking at impact, and that would be another word for evangelism mm-hmm. or the gospel. Yeah. Um, Webster's Dictionary defines impact as... Um, a significant or a major effect mm-hmm. and how true is that right yeah. and and so the gospel changes the 
trajectory of people's lives, not only on this earth, but their eternal life as well. Mm-hmm. And so what bigger impact is helping to see somebody um, come to know Christ? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, awesome. And so let me, let me ask you, uh, what areas of our lives have been impacted by one person or a movement of people? Uh, just take a moment. To, in fact, we didn't even discuss this, so I'm throwing this at you yeah, okay. live. Right? <laughs> uh oh. So, what what areas of our life that we live in today have been impacted by somebody or something? Yeah. Well, I would say like world, like worldly wise, yeah. celebrities would yeah. often have sure. an impact, even on like what we wear. For sure. Um, TV shows, what we watch. Yeah. Cultural author. icons mm-hmm. come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Authors. Mm-hmm. Oh, certainly yeah. authors. Um, there, there would be, um, uh, certainly the music industry. Oh yeah. You definitely. know, for good or for bad, yep. it has certainly made an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say science has made an impact. Yeah, absolutely. Right? people in education. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so teachers. Absolutely. Sure. Teachers who have made an impact in our lives. And then in the last year and a half, COVID. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. What an impact it's made. I mean, you think about, um, 2019 and before it seems like a simpler age, oh, doesn't yeah. it? A oh, simpler day. Take me, take me back sometimes. <laughs> I want to go in a time machine and I just want to go back to 2019, right? Yep. Pull not, your DeLorean out of the garage. Pat. Say it, say it. <laughs> oh man. So, um, but here is this wonderful impact of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, has that not totally impacted our lives today mm-hmm. and, and others that we hope it will? I, I suppose not everybody would know the reference, but how many people in Canada and in America, if you said, where does this come from? For God so loved the world that he gave his mm-hmm. only begotten son, that whoso believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I would say the majority of Canadians and Americans would say that's from the Bible. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Maybe not the reference. They wouldn't know the reference necessarily. Maybe though. There was a famous uh, wrestler. That's right. That... Austin 316, is that what you would say? Yeah, Austin 316. Yeah, so he would do that. Someone might uh, Mm -hmm. pick up on that. But no, I agree. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's an impact that has been made by... Uh, one man, of course, we know mm-hmm. that he's God, right? Yeah. But by one man. And so um, that's really something for us to think about, that we're part of a movement that is making impact on the world every day. Mm-hmm. It's hard. We get lost in the day-to-day living. We we lose track of that, right? Yeah. It's, it's often, to, we can feel like, what the small things we do aren't making a big impact. Yeah, that's a good point. I do do feel like that maybe sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm only one little person. I only did, you know, kind of downplay maybe some of the the Mm. impact that we can have. No, no, I I think that's true. I mean, we, when we think of impact for the gospel, invariably somebody will say Billy Graham. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm, So Billy Graham held all these crusades around the world and, I forget. I think it's close to a billion people 
through the years have seen or heard of um, been in his crusades yeah. or been affected by uh, something on TV. In fact, just um, uh, I showed a picture Sunday, uh, Billy Graham addressing one million people wow. in Seoul, South Korea back in back in the early 70s. And and so, uh, it, you know, we think, oh, yeah, well, that guy made an impact. You know, the Apostle Paul, he made an impact. Yep. You know, then there's just little old us. You yeah. Know? What are we going to Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do? And I I think that we sell ourselves a little short. Mm-hmm. There's this powerful story that we talked about yesterday in Luke chapter five, where Jesus is in somebody's home and he's speaking to a bunch of people and a lot of them are some of these uh, the Pharisees and some of these religious leaders and <clears throat> of course they were there to engage him and argue and so forth mm-hmm. but Jesus is teaching and there were these um, there were these men that uh, they saw this paralyzed guy and so they decided that they would take him to Jesus and in the story we we don't know that these fellows knew this paralytic but um, Evidently, he wasn't a friend or, or family. It doesn't say in mm-hmm. Scripture. They just saw that this guy had this need, and they knew that Jesus could do something about it. Yeah. And so we don't know if it's two guys. It was probably like four guys. And they carry this guy to the house. They try to get into the house. They can't get in because of the number of people. <laughs> so somebody got creative and said, well... Let's go to the roof. Yeah, lower him down. (laughs) We'll lower him down, you know. Now, let me just say this for those who are like, really, they tore up the roof. It's a little different in some of the homes um, there in Jesus' day. They had... They had these huge tiles, mm-hmm. uh, not ceramic, but um, these clay, clay yeah. these clay tiles that would overlap one another. And you'll still see them today in some of the Hispanic architecture. Yeah. And so, um, and so they removed those tiles. They didn't bust up the roof. You know, they just removed the tiles and then dropped the guy down in front of Jesus. And in, in the story... Um, Jesus looks at this guy and he doesn't say you're healed. He, he does something really, really cool. He says to the man, your sins are forgiven you. Huh. You know? Interesting. And it is interesting because we think, wow, he, he would have touched that guy and healed him right yeah. away. But he performed the most important miracle first. And that was the forgiveness of sins. And so he, Jesus, could tell what was on the hearts and minds of some of the discounters there. Mm-hmm. And so he looked down and said, oh, you're wondering which is easier, to tell this guy he can get up and walk or to tell him yeah. his sins are forgiven. <laughs> I love that about Jesus. Yeah, he's a little cheeky sometimes. He is. I love it. <laughs> I just love it. And um, and I could see those guys go, oh, no, no, we weren't thinking that. Yeah. Oh, you know. And so Jesus he, he takes one look at him and says, well, um, let me show you that I have the authority on earth to forgive sins. And uh, he says to the guy, take up your bed and walk. Get up and walk. Now, you got to say something about this paralyzed guy. Number one, you say to a paralyzed guy, get up and walk. He's going to say, well, I'd like to, but. You know? Sure would be nice, yeah. But this guy, he believed. Yeah. You know? And 
I think either he felt the strength come back to his body. I don't know. But something he knew he could get up and walk. Yeah. Can you imagine what he was feeling, what he was sensing, what his, what his body was feeling for him to be immediately able to obey Jesus? That fascinates me. Yeah. You know? And so he gets up and... <laughs> Do we know how long he was paralyzed for? You know, not in this story, we don't. Uh, but obviously long enough for him to not be able to make a living and yeah. probably a beggar, Yeah. you know. And we don't know if he was paralyzed from his neck down or from his waist, waist down. down. We don't know, mm-hmm. but, but he was paralyzed. And so he was immediately healed. The guy jumps up, picks up his bed. And he goes home, and the Bible says he goes home praising God. Mm. I would too. Oh, yeah. And so what a powerful story. And so here's what it says in the very end of the story. Um, Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. And so I I just think it's interesting. Jesus, Jesus did what only Jesus could do. Mm-hmm. And, and that is he changed the trajectory of that guy's life. Yep. That guy, that guy woke up that morning with no hope of that morning being any different than the one before and the one before that and the week before that. And Jesus changed the trajectory of his life. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we think, oh, yeah, well, yeah he was paralyzed. Now he, he's not. But I think Jesus is in the business of changing the trajectory of each of our lives. Well, because the guy didn't go home saying, look, I can walk. That's right. He went home saying, praising God. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a really good point. So, Which is, that's interesting. I would is. like to think that's what I would do too, but... yeah. Well, maybe if it was Jesus himself that, you know, right. physically mm-hmm. in his presence, but like... Ah, that's... He knew He knew that God had healed him. Yes. He knew that he had been dealing with God. Yeah, and the change happened on the inside. First. First. Yeah. <laughs> and so the biggest miracle, hey, your sins are forgiven you. And then the secondary miracle, which... Get up and walk. Yeah, yeah get up and walk. Huh. And I think most of the world would say, no, no, you got that backwards, you know. Absolutely, I right? would say that, yeah. So he valued the fact... I think that his sins have been forgiven. That mm-hmm. led to his faith to be able to get up and walk. Yeah. You know? That's kind of interesting when you think about it. So Jesus Jesus did everything. Jesus did everything that that only Jesus could do. And and you just think about it. I think the question begs to be answered for us. Are we as excited and thankful for our sins to be forgiven? as we should be. Do, do we really dwell on this great miracle in our lives that changed the trajectory of our lives, and that is our sins are forgiven? Mm. And I, I don't know that we really are as thankful about that as we should be, right? Yeah, I, I think you might be right about that, yeah. especially if you've maybe not had super big sins. Yes. Like, I think... We yes. tend to say, like, I'm not a murderer. I'm not yeah. a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. I've not stolen millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, you know, my sins are, you 
know, okay, maybe I've sworn or I've, you know, mm-hmm. had a, a mean thought or, you know, like the little sins. I had a friend of mine that uh, came to know Christ as a child mm-hmm. and uh, was fairly young, but absolutely to this day, you can't shake. He knew when he got saved as a child. And he used to say um, that he grew up giving his testimony that by the age of six, he had been around the block twice. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, it's true. I, uh, um, all of us have been forgiven of our sins, and we do. We tend to think, oh, well, the drug dealer, the, you know, uh, Trevor, Pastor Trevor was telling me about a guy that he knew in Colombia that was a pastor who had been a hitman for oh, the mafia. Yeah. Yes, you know, I've heard of, I've heard Trevor speak about that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this guy had, uh, had murdered many people. Yeah. And, and today is a pastor. And, and so you think, well, yeah, that guy's really got a testimony, but you know what? The fact is, um, any of our kids who have been spared that Mm. and have been able to grow up in a, in a semi home where Jesus has been presented, where it was almost, uh, and I mean this the right way, it was almost inevitable for them to come to Christ. Right. Yep. I say, that that is a big miracle, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I just think it's fascinating that um, our heart needs to just yearn for our friends and our loved ones. Mm-hmm. The other day I was talking to somebody who was just ranting about COVID and about vaccinations and not vaccinations and masks and no masks. I mean, just ranting yep. passionately. Letting it all out. And they stopped mid-sentence. And they said, you know, I should be this passionate about Mm. people knowing Jesus. Yep. (laughs) And I thought, wow, Wow. that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Because how true is that? Absolutely. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I just think it's fascinating that the things that we get worked up about, it'd be great if we could work up ourselves (laughs) ourselves <laughs> about uh, sharing ab- Jesus about sharing yeah. Jesus and yeah. the trajectory of people's lives yeah but I do appreciate these guys Jesus did everything that obviously he would do I mean goodness but these guys did all that they could do mm-hmm. and that I think above all they made themselves available yes yeah. there's a lot that can be done for the cause of Christ with people who make themselves available. Mm-hmm. I think too often today, uh, frankly, I think it's been too easy for a year and a half to sit on the couch yeah. and watch worship at 10 a.m. and have breakfast on it our lap. Been. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I loved it during lockdown Me those, too. for that time to be able Cinnamon to do that. Rolls at our house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then why is it important for us to come back together as a community? Well, that's a good question. I, I think... Obviously, there's some people who would like to come back who can't yet. Yeah. You know, underlying health issues or yep. or there needs to be just, you know, things need to be a little safer. Yeah. You know, but but I think for the most part, I, I think it's important for our people to uh, engage with each other, to come back together and re-engage as community so that in doing so, we can then in tandem together we can focus on 
the mission of the church. Mm -hmm. The mission of the church cannot be completed on earth without people. Yeah. That's the way God's designed it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we make a bigger impact together than if we are Mm -hmm. each working individually. Well, there's no doubt about it. You know, the Old Testament talks about that a three-strand cord Mm -hmm. uh, is uh, far more helpful and stronger than you know one braid right yes and i so i think the i I think jesus he he says uh to the disciples in um, matthew he says um that the church of jesus christ that the gates of hell will come against it but won't prevail so so he he talks about us in force he talks about us as a force and then he refers to us as the body all made up of different parts, right? right. Mm-hmm. So everything about Jesus is communal. He, he gives mm-hmm. the story of the shepherd and the sheep, yes. right? And, and so um, Jesus is is very much about the community. He's very much about the iglesia, the community, the church. Mm-hmm. And so if, if it means a lot to Jesus, then it should mean a lot to us, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Right. So coming together as community, as body of Christ, as the ears and the eyes and the feet and the elbows and the fingers, you know, of, of Jesus, it's, it's for the purpose of carrying out the mission, mm-hmm. the mandate that he gave us to preach the gospel to every creature, yep. you know? And so, so coming together in community is one of the most important things we can do for the gospel mission. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. How important you are to the body of Christ, (laughs) right? How important are our listeners? You are important to the body of Christ. And just by making ourselves available like these guys did, they they saw a miracle happen because Mm -hmm. of it. They didn't do the miracle. No. But they brought brought this guy to the person who could. Mm -hmm. And so these guys who were probably uneducated, probably maybe work the fields these guys made an impact in this man's life Mm -hmm. because they were available and not just in his life on earth that's right more importantly his eternal life His eternal life so good so so true and i think of our church you know so many different places we just had um over the weekend, we just had mom care, mm-hmm. where dozens of volunteers came together yep. to, to help uh, 40, 50 moms uh, to be able to be the hands and feet and the heart of Jesus mm-hmm. to them, to impact them for, yep. the, for, the, for the love that Jesus has for them, you know? And, and I think of uh, Vacation Bible School, which is a big deal around here normally, oh, yeah. you know? I think of uh, Kitty College, where mm-hmm. where we have a, a board of uh, ladies that that help uh, make decisions that help boys and girls to know about God, yeah. and give opportunities for families to be loved and to know that there's a church that cares. I I just think of our people who volunteer for nursery, that kids ministries. Uh, all of these because we make ourselves available mm-hmm. and our youth ministries uh, our visitation program we have with our seniors all because people make themselves available and if if you walk away with one thing today from this podcast jesus doesn't ask you and me to do miracles 
He just asks us to be available to be a part of it, his miracle in people's yes. lives. Sounds good. Thank you, Pastor Pat. That's a, yeah, that's a great um, challenge and inspiration mm-hmm. all kind of rolled into one. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Any closing thoughts for us? Continue to be available, eh? Continue to be available. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves you. He knows you. He sees you. He knows your gifts. And he would love for you to join him in his kingdom work. And it starts with being available. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Pat. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Pat, um, he'd love to explore ideas with you on how you can make an impact or um, be a part of some of our ministries here. And you can reach him at pat at waynefleetbic.com. If you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback or podcast suggestions, you can reach me at julie at waynefleetbic.com. We look forward to connecting with you again next week, and we hope you have a great week. Have a great week. You're loved.